Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a clap of friends. This morning, I just want to just share a few thoughts with you. We spend quite a lot of time worshiping God, so I'm going to trust God to be very snappy. And then uh, today, too, we are trusting God to uh, do something special, uh, which is called fundraising. But then, uh, I don't believe much in fundraising because of the traditional outlook of things. When in the house of God we are talking about raising funds, we are actually talking about kingdom projects and kingdom advancement and kingdom elevation. And there's no one that God will ever owe. God will never owe anybody. So anytime you get an opportunity to do something for God, it is for your own personal promotion. Nobody can promote God. Are we together? Nobody can promote God. It is impossible. Impossible can't be. Impossible can't. Incantable. Everything, every combination of the word that you can think about. It is not possible that God will owe you. Look, God is a king. How many of you know that God is a king? You know God is a king. And in the mystery of kingdoms, kings try to outrank themselves. Kingdoms, when they are oppressing, the king of one kingdom tries to outrank the other king. So you realize that in the case uh, of Solomon, when the fame of Solomon went abroad, kings from other kingdoms came to visit him. And every one of them, when they were coming, they came with their gifts. The Bible tells us about one queen from Africa called the Queen of Sheba. And Sheba, when she heard about the wisdom of Solomon, she said, I have to investigate the matter for myself. You see, she understood kingdom, kingdom operations, the, 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 the way the kingdom, the glory and the authority of the kingdom advances is to study the other kingdom and find out how you can outrank them. So kings and kingdoms, they were interested in visiting each other, not just for leisure, but because they want to go and learn about that kingdom and find out how they can have a higher kingdom. So the queen of Sheba visited Solomon, and she said, I have heard about you. I've heard about the things that you do. I've heard about your exploits. In fact, when she entered into the, uh, the, the, the house of the king, the Bible said her breath left her. When she saw how beautifully uh, his servants were done and the manner in which they processed, there was so much excellence in the house of King Solomon that the Bible tells us that the woman, the, the queen, was shocked. She said, what has been told me is not even half of what I am seeing. It's not what, half of what I'm seeing. Said, anyway, I came to show you that I am a powerful queen. I came to show you that I am a powerful queen. I come from a great kingdom. And so what did she do? She presented her gifts, amazing, an unusual amount of gold, unusual amount of silver, unusual amount of various things that she came to offer unto the King Solomon. King Solomon said, oh, thank you, thank you. I, I, receive, I really appreciate it. The woman said, by the time the woman was going, Solomon had been here something bigger, something greater than what she was able to offer unto him. Why? He wanted to let them know that, yes, you are great, but I am great. You are great, but I am great. That is how kingdom operates. So God will not want anybody in our kingdom to look bigger than him. So anytime you give as a king or a part of the kingdom unto God, you have, you, have, you have provoked God. You have provoked God. God will want to outrank your giving. That is why he can tell you, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over. 
men give unto your bosom because he, when you give to God, it is a provocation of him that it is a challenge. It is a challenge that God, now I'm showing you my character power. Let's do what you can do. Let's do what you can do. Many people don't know that God is alive and is conscious and he understands our actions and he responds accordingly. Many people don't know. We have become religious Christians, so we serve a God who is, who is, who is locked up in a tabernacle or a tent or a certain house somewhere. So when we come to the house of God, we think that just where, no, no, God is alive. He listens to the thoughts and the intents of the hearts of men, and he responds to them. So there's no action that you engage in before God that God doesn't hear the actions between him. So, when it comes to giving, when it comes to what we have often called fundraising, no, no, no. It's actually a kingdom exercise. Kings are showing their powers. Kings are showing who they are. And they are challenging each other to see what the other will do. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, when we talk about fundraising, don't think, oh, I'm coming. You cannot promote God. You cannot promote God. He would rather promote you. And today, somebody will be promoted. I said, someone under the sound of my voice will be promoted. If you are the one, let your amen sound like thunder. Now, if this is how thunder was, will you be afraid? I said, let it sound like thunder. Glory to Jesus. This one, I want to just quickly share with you a few thoughts that the Spirit of God put in my heart as I was praying concerning uh, today's service. And I have shared with you earlier this year, somewhere around, uh, I think, April thereabouts, and I was talking to you a lot about open heavens, open heavens. But this morning, the Lord just put in my heart to share again on that subject. And so I've entitled the message, Covenant Strategies to Open Heavens. Covenant Strategies to Open Heavens. If you have your Bibles, open with me quickly to the book of Luke, chapter number 3, verse 21 and verse number 22. And there you realize that the Bible has something to say about the opening of heavens. Open heavens is not a something that a man coined. It is something that you see engrafted in the pages of scripture that gives us an understanding of how God operates. The Bible says now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heavens opened. There was an opening of the heavens. And the Holy Ghost descended in bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son, in thee I am well pleased. In you I am well pleased. Jesus experienced opening of heavens. If even Jesus needed to experience opening of heavens for us to receive validation with God and to fulfill our assignment in this earth, we also need the opening of our heavens. It is innegotiable. Without the opening of heavens, there are certain dimensions of manifestation that we cannot operate in. Jesus, the Son of God, was validated by an open heaven. That is why God said that you are my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. After that, the ministry of Jesus changed. When he received that open validation, when the heavens opened unto him, from that time Jesus, since being an ordinary child of Joseph and Mary, his life became something that people began to take note of because there were significant manifestations in his life. Our heavens are opened in the name of Jesus Christ. What do we mean by the opening of heavens? Take note of these definitions that I want to quickly take us through. Number one, it is the manifestation of the will of heaven on earth in the affairs of men. Matthew chapter 6, the verse number 10. In Jesus' teaching of his disciples how to pray, he said, when you pray, pray this way. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he's saying that the will of God should be done on earth as it is in heaven. So open heavens means the duplication of the will of heaven in the affairs of men. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so heaven's will is manifested in the earth when it opens up and introduces the earth to heaven's affairs. So open heavens means the duplication 
of the will of heaven on earth. What God has planned and purpose in the heavens concerning your life, and you are seeing an expression of it on this earth. I know for a fact that heaven has never planned poverty for you. I know for a fact that heaven has never planned trouble for you. I know for a fact that heaven has never planned sickness for you. So opening of heavens is going to bring what heaven has planned concerning your life. So you need your heavens to be open. When the heavens are open, the will of man is interrupted for the will of God to be done. What do we mean by open heavens? We are talking about the opening of heavens, which causes heaven to bring a fulfillment of prophecies on the earth. If your heavens are, op- are not open, no matter the prophecies that you receive, you are not going to see a manifestation. That the Lord upon whom the king leaned in the day oh, of the man of God, Elisha, he knew that for the prophecy that had been given to come to pass, the heavens needed to be open. Second Kings 72. He said, Then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven. What was he talking about? The opening of the heavens. He said, How can these things be? He knew that for prophecies to manifest, heavens must be involved. So the opening of heavens are for fulfillment of prophecies and prophetic words in our lives. What is opening, the opening of heavens? Or what do we mean by open heavens? It is the reward that we get from God for obedience to His will. For obedience, faithfulness, and service to the kingdom of God. Malachi chapter number 3 verse 10. He said that if you are faithful in bringing your tithes, you are obedient to me, and bring your tithes to my storehouse, he said, I will open the windows of heaven. So the opening of the heavens are a response to certain provocations. What is the provocation in this case? Obedience to God. Obedience to God, the service of the kingdom. So open heavens are a reward that God gives. So when he said, I will open the windows of heaven, he said, I will reward you for your obedience by bringing your tithe into the storehouse of God. Into the storehouse of God. So when we talk about open heavens, we are talking about a system by which God rewards his people. By which God rewards his people. Therefore, open heaven is talking about uncommon outcome of divinity's backup. When divinity is on your side, that means that your heavens are open. When you have a divine validation, that means your heavens are open. And as a result of that, you begin to experience uncommon manifestations, uncommon results, things that you used to do and others have done that were not working as for you. When you get that thing, they're going to work for you. The doors begin open for you. Some of us, the reason why we have failed certain things is because as at that time, our heavens have not been opened. There are things that I am seeing manifesting easily in my life today that I years ago I struggled so hard and yet did not see a manifestation. There are things that I am seeing easily erupting and showing up in my life today that years ago I know I did my best. I know I put in all the necessary efforts, but because my heavens were not opened then, the things were not coming to me. The things are not flowing to me. They are divine supplies that I'm receiving today. I tell my story and I tell you that there were times when even for somebody to give me one Ghana city or to bless me with ten cities, it was, I was not getting that kind of thing. That I'll even find money on the floor and say that, ah, me so I found money today. No, 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 no. I, the thing was, actually, life is not easy. Some of, some of you, are, you are blessed. Though. You have some rich hands somewhere. A rich uncle somewhere. So when they pass around, at least a hundred gun out flow. Hundred gun out flow. Me, oh my God. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Those things were, it was like strange to me. So when I hear people talking about, I found money on the floor, which I'll be going and I'll be, I'll be researching the floor. Because I thought maybe the floor has money. Me, I'm not finding it. No, 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 no. I, I was not experiencing that. I was experiencing constant losses. Anytime there was something good that would happen to me, then something bad would happen to mess it up. I'll get uh, admission to school. In the time that I get admission, now there are funerals in the family. Plenty. So the money that they used to buy provisions for me, there's no money. It was as though some bad luck was following me. But today, People can, somebody can meet me and say that God said, give me, I should give you this money. I, I'm not talking about one, so. And then, so, 
Very soon, I'm going to set up the gift office, the, the department of gifts. They, they receive the gifts that are coming to me all the day. Who work over there? You see, they all work for God. When it comes to money, they are, they are look at them. Usher, it is usher, singer. Look at that. Amen and amen. Oh, I'm telling you, for, I used to preach and preach and preach. I go for so winning that some of you knew me back from over 10 years ago. And nobody was blessing me in those days. So, hey. so you, I'll go, my shoes, you see the bottom of my shoes. In fact, I became identified by the fact that my shoes were worn out. That's all. So, I lay and then you crony by there. Hey! A friend, when I was in uh, the university, my roommate, he came to find a new pair of shoes in the room. He said when he saw the shoes, he knew it cannot be for me because, oh my. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Now today, uh, I'll dress and somebody will say that you are, you, 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 you are a fashionista. I am looking for what say? Fine fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where I'm coming from? I don't even know that, the meaning of that word. It is because the heavens have opened in this season of my life. I said, because the heavens have opened in this season of my life. Open heavens will bring easily into your life the supplies of heaven. Because the heavens are open. So the supplies are now available. The supplies are now available. Heaven is backing somebody up. Someone lifts up your right hand. Say, Father. Today, let my heavens open up. I said, let my heavens open up. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, it is a state where the blessings of God flow freely and abundantly into our lives. Bringing us joy, provision, protection, and favor. Open heavens. When there are open heavens, there are unhindered flow of God's blessings, favor, and provision into our lives. It is a state where the barrier, listen to this definition, where the barrier between the heavens and earth in your life are taken away. There are no barriers. There are no barriers. That means that angels are sending and descending in your life. Angels are sending and descending in your life. Jacob had a dream, and in the dream where he was lying, there was a ladder that reached from earth to heaven, and angels were ascending and descending. That means that there was no hindrance between heaven and earth. But and so your heavens are open. You cannot experience those things. There is a manifestation of God's love and generosity towards the children. Today I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. Let the fullness of the love and the generosity of God become manifest in your life. Look, if even a man who is generous to people is celebrated because the man is so good, how much more the generosity of God? The generosity of God. That God will appear to you and say that my son, I am going to be generous unto you. Can you imagine that? I'm going to be generous unto you. Many years ago when I was in St. Augustine's College, it was a college. Uh, one day the president of Ghana came for a program. I didn't have the address that you know about today. But if you tempt me, I would have it. He came to the school. And in fact, when he came, <laughs> let me know that one. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. He's a former president now. The, the, the headmaster came to give his speech, and in his speech, my God, I was sitting there, I was appalled. I was like, ah, what kind of begging is this? Because they knew that a king was in the midst of us. By the time he had finished his speech, when the president took over, he said, I'm going to be generous unto you. What did he do? He released a bat for the school. The generosity of a human king. When we say that God is generous unto you, it means that God looks at you with eyes of mercy, kindness, and love. And what this kindness can do, He begins to do in your life. What is it that you are looking for? When the heavens are open, God's generosity is coming away. As a God's generosity is coming away. As a God's generosity is coming away. Hear me, there's somebody or there's some people over here, you are wondering where you are going to get the money to settle those fees. The generosity of God is going to manifest in your life. You pay it and you realize that it has not even affected you. Receive that grace right now. I said receive that grace right now. Look, I just gave a prophetic word. Whoever it is, and it's more than one person over here, God is settling that financial issue. I said, God is settling that financial issue in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Quickly, what happens when the heavens open? When you experience open heavens, what are the signs? What are the manifestations? Number one, you hear the voice of God. 
The voice of God comes and brings direction, establishing God's plan and order for your life. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 3 verse 22 that we just read, when the heavens of Jesus were opened, he heard a voice from heaven that said that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He heard a voice of validation from God. When your heavens are opened, look, one of the signs is that you begin to have encounters with God. Encounters with God. Clarity comes to your spirit. Somewhere, somehow, you know that this is what I am supposed to do. Somewhere, somehow, you know that this is how things are supposed to be. There is a, a kind of conviction and confirmation in your heart that God's voice is coming. God's voice has come to bring me direction. Even when things don't look like the way you are expecting them to be, with the opening of heaven, the voice of the Lord comes to you and establishes that His presence is with you. Someone, God is going to grant you an encounter with his voice. Number two, you see in the scriptures, another occasion, when the heavens were open, Jesus, uh, were open unto Jesus, the Bible tells us that angels came to minister to him. Look, angels are messengers that carry out God's purposes in the lives of his children. John chapter 1 verse 61, he said unto him, very well, I say unto you, hereafter you shall see the heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Jesus was speaking to Nathaniel. When the heavens are open, angels, angelic visitations, angelic ministrations begin to take place. Remember the case of uh, um, the case of Jacob. Angels were ascending and descending, ascending and descending. Look, when angels are working in your life, things become easy. When angels are working in your life, God sends them to bring supplies into your life that you never thought possible. I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. May you encounter angels. May you encounter angels. May you encounter angels in the name of Jesus Christ. Look, I have heard about even in, even in the church, people have encountered angelic beings. People came to help them. When they turn around, the people have disappeared. Where did they come from? Angels. Angels. One day I'll preach that message, angels on the earth. Angels on the earth. They are angelic beings that God has assigned to help us. Assigned to help us. I remember a certain case of a certain brother. He had locked his room up. When he went into the room, he saw that his, his dining table had some food that had been prepared. There was some soup and I think some yam or so. And on, beside it, there was an angeliki, episcopsy angeliki. There was a note. So he said, ah, what, what is it? I know I've locked my room. Who came to cook in the room? Who came to. I'm talk, this is a Ghanaian. I'm not talking about the Ghanaian. I'm talking about the Ghanaian. This is a Ghanaian. Right there, Ghanaian. Glory to Jesus Christ. Angeliki Epikepsi Angeliki. He decided to put it into Google Translate. Those of you who don't know Google Translate, it is something on the internet that translates its language. What do you think? Yeah. Okay, so now you know. And, <laughs> and the Google Translation gave him angelic visitation. Angelic visitation. Angelic visitation. That did the way the guy <laughs> He carried a soup to his church and told his pastor, the pastor, after the preaching on angelic visitation, this is what I experienced. The pastor said, my God, my God, my God. He was having the soup in church, my God. And the Spirit of the Lord told him that anybody who is sick of a terminal disease, let them come and drink the soup. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. My God, that day there was some Obroni in the church. He said, Me, you ready? Me, you ready? Ah, he called them. When they came, somebody came who had been diagnosed with cancer. Cancer. The person took the soup. Cancer vanished. Cancer vanished. Sickness, various diseases were being healed in that place. Angelic visitation. When your heavens are open, listen to me. Somebody, angels are going to bring you the next help that you are looking for. Look, these things are real. The fact that you have not experienced one before doesn't mean it doesn't happen. The Bible tells us that you have entertained angels unawares. You have entertained angels unawares. Hebrews 13, verse 1 and 2. He said, we can entertain angels. Look, as I am sharing with you this message, God is opening up your faith for angelic encounters. 
whenever God wants to do something in, his, in the life of his children, he reveals it through the messages that he sends to them. When we preach salvation, souls are saved. When we preach healing, his sicknesses are healed. When we preach finances, people begin to receive miracle monies. We have seen all of these things happen in this church. And now God is saying that when the open heavens, angelic visitations come. After today, somebody, an angel is going to bring the help. Somebody is going to appear to you and is going to give you that money. When you turn around, that person will not be there anymore. We see angelic visitations, angelic encounters in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Angels upon the earth. He said, you will see angels Ascending and descending upon the upon men. The Lebrada love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels on our heads. Angels on our heads. A, a lot of times people think that when angels come, they are supposed to have wings. I've talked about angels over here. But look through the Bible. Most angels that are described do not have wings. They look like ordinary men. The Bible says that God appeared to Abraham, and with him were two angels. They were like human beings. They were like human beings. When we are talking about angelic visitation, look, they will come, some of them will come and they will look like an ordinary person. They will look like an ordinary person. But they are sent to you. I pray for you for supernatural sensitivity. Oh, that when you meet them, some way, somehow, you will be compelled to do them good. Because when you miss an encounter with an angel to do that angel good, you've missed an encounter with destiny. You've missed an encounter with destiny. There have been uh, ministries where a prophet would tell someone that ah, you met a, 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 a certain poor person who was begging for money the other day, and something touched you. I said, when you gave that money to that person, it became a memorial. He gave it to an angel. He gave it to an angel. Angels upon the earth. Angels upon the earth. Open heavens means an introduction into the ministry of angels. Into the, onto the ministry of angels. I don't know why the Lord led me to come and preach and re-preach this message. But I believe that somebody's angelic encounter begins after today. I said I believe somebody's angelic encounter begins after today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The other day, our, one of our sons, Bright, he had a dream. And in the dream, I appeared in the dream and I came to give him, I was giving him dollars. I'll give that with the money that guy received. That boy too, he's not even check right now. He's doing something. The money that guy got, he's going to receive. Somebody said to him, thousand five, another person gives five hundred, another person sends another thousand five, we'll give another five just like that. In less, I think in just about three or so days, he has received four thousand Ghana cities that he had never went before. Angelic encounters. I feel like prophesying into somebody's life today. Let the door to angelic ministrations, angelic manifestations be open to you now. I said, may that door to angelic operations be open to you now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I don't know why I'm, I'm staying so long on this point. But God wants to bring angelic operations into the life of somebody. You are the one. If you are the one, say, I am the one. If you are the one, declare, I am the one. Angels are coming your way. I say, angels are coming your way. It's out to rejoice and celebrate angels coming your way. Hallelujah. The Lord said that there supplies that made available. And angels will bring them to you. Glory to Jesus Christ. What happens when the heavens open? Number three, spiritual empowerment. Jesus was empowered by the angel of the Lord. After 40 days of fasting and prayer, he was empowered. And so he could go about his ministry. He was just before Jesus would be crucified in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, Lord, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. The Bible said, after he had prayed, an angel was sent and came to empower him. Jesus was upon the mount of, uh, of transfiguration. He, the heavens opened for him. He came back empowered to do the will of God. Whenever your heavens open, ah, all of a sudden some supernatural power comes upon you. Your faith shoots through the roof. You are empowered spiritually. Acts chapter 9, verse 3 to 6. The Bible says, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, talking about Paul. When Paul was going to persecute the, the believers in Damascus, the Bible says that the heavens opened up and light shone from heaven. God spoke to him from that time. The, the killer of Christians became a promoter of Christians. 
His eyes changed in an instant. Why? His heavens were open. His heavens were open. Stephen, he stood preaching the gospel even the time when the people wanted to stone him. I will say that he saw the heavens open. He saw the sun. I believe that he was probably applauding for him. Applauding for him. Look, spiritual empowerment. So the man died. Not giving up the gospel. Not giving up. No, 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 not denying Jesus Christ. Turning his back on the kingdom of God. He was empowered to do that. When the heavens open, you are spiritually empowered. And then the last one, when the heavens are open, on him, that prosperity begins to flow your way. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 to verse number 12. Said that, test me whether I will not open unto you the windows of heaven. And pour you out such a blessing that there will be not enough room to receive it. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the divine fail to bear fruit for you in your field. See the Lord. And all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightsome land, a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. What did he say? He said that you are going to be fruitful in that prosperity. You will not be losing money, you will not be losing resources, you will not be losing things. Listen, there are some, let me tell you something. There are some places, the reason why constant sicknesses are happening is because their heavens are closed. So anytime they get money, somebody must fall sick, their child must fall sick, they themselves fall sick, a family member falls sick, and it begins to cause your finances to flow away from you. Look, when the heavens are open, God preserves the money that comes to you. God protects what belongs to you. He secures your field. He secures your field. So he said that your trees, they will not bear fruit before their time. The, the devourer will be rebuked for your sake. I see somebody's heavens opening. In this day of the men's celebration, the men are prophesying to the church that have open heavens unto us. Open heavens unto us. In the name of Jesus Christ. So four things happen when the heavens open. Number one, the voice of God comes. Number two, angelic ministration. Number three, spiritual empowerment and transformation. And number four, unhindered prosperity. Now the most important part of the message. How do you position yourself for open heavens? Can I tell you something quickly? Open heavens come to those who are ready for it. Open heavens come to those who are ready for it. How do you get ready? Prepare yourself. Position yourself. There are some things until you are in the right position, you will not experience them. Until you put yourself in the right spiritual position, they will be happening to others. You hear a brother A has testified. Look, just today in, during the testimony session, one brother, he testified about healing for his father. And then the same brother, but when we go to the financial testimony side, he said his miracle laptop has arrived. And you are also in the same church. Why is this happening for brother A and not happening for sister B? Gender equality. I know. Why is this happening to one and not happening to the other? Sometimes it's not just about timing. Sometimes it's about positioning. Positioning. You can be in your time and still miss your blessing. Because you are not rightly positioned. Well, these are covenant strategies by which you can position yourself. I'm going to rush through them because of time. Number one, prayer and fasting. Tell somebody prayer and fasting. You should be a lover of prayer and fasting. Luke chapter 3, 21 to 22. Jesus was fasting and praying. And he was baptized. In fact, in Luke chapter 3, the Bible says Jesus was baptized. When he was being baptized, he was praying. He was praying. The man was prayerful. The man was prayerful. Luke chapter 9, 28 to 36. Jesus went upon the mountain not to just go and sleep. He went to pray. Get times within your month, within your week, within your day, within your year, where you separate yourself unto prayer. There are people in this place, and within one year, you have never sanctified yourself and separated yourself that I am taking myself away from my social media, from my friends, from my loved ones, from my family, just to go and wait on the Lord, just to go and pray, even three hours. If you pray for three hours, it means that we are doing prayer marathon in church. You need to learn to sanctify yourself from time to time. Separate yourself. That, Lord, I need to seek your faith. These are keys that open the heavens. These are keys. I received my ministry in the time of fasting and prayer. I was praying for three days and three nights. 
no water, no food, three days, three nights, locked up in some a place. And I was praying, asking for the will of God. That is when God began to reveal to me that even He has called me to, uh, to start a ministry and to start a church. It was in a time of fasting and prayer. The voice of God came to me and said, that, My son, this is what I'm leading you to. This is what I wanted to do. And I thank God for that direction because it was through that, it is through this ministry that I've seen God do amazing things. This yoke of people not helping me and blessing me, it broke because I put myself in ministry. And listen, don't just think that it's about ministry. There are people in ministry, nobody gives them anything. But for me, that was the direction that was breaking that curse of my life. Because I was waiting on the Lord, I had insight into what God wanted me to do. Listen, sometimes, even if you're a business owner, put a certain day aside. Don't just say, that, oh, well, my customers go. Oh, no! God is the one who brings the customers. Go and present yourself before the Lord. That I will tell that in the book of Job, chapter number one, you read down from verse number six. The sons of God gathered and presented themselves before the Lord. What time do you get to present yourself? Don't just be limiting it to Sunday church services. How many hours do we present spend in the house of the Lord? And how many minutes do we spend in prayer when we come on Sunday morning? Let's start build your prayer altar. Build your prayer altar. Build your prayer altar day to day, week to week, month to month, quarter to quarter. Maybe you can tell yourself every three months, I'm going to spend one day somewhere just spending the whole day praying and studying the Bible, waiting on the Lord. These are keys that open up the heavens. Open up the heavens. Open up the heavens. Glory to Jesus Christ. Work on your prayer line. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Number two, so winning opens up the heavens. Listen, this is an agenda every one of us must latch onto. So winning is not for a special group of people. It is a covenant key that opens the heavens for us. Why are we doing this fundraising I want to do? What is about? It's about so winning. We want to establish and build the house of God so that souls can come into the house of God. Listen, I thank God for the opportunity that he has given me. Because it was through serving him through so winning. That I've seen all my biggest breakthroughs in life. All my biggest breakthroughs in life. This so weird. Jesus said in the book of John, chapter number 4, read from the verse number 34 36. He said that, and Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. I told you that uh, open heaven is the duplication of the will of heaven on earth. So Jesus was talking about open heaven. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye that there are four months. And then come in the harvest. Behold, I saw you. Lift up your eyes. Look onto the field. For they are white, ready, already to be harvested. This is a cry of God that many of his children are not hearing. There is a harvest. The master is telling us there are stuff to do. There are stuff to do. How many of us who were coming to church pick their phone to call somebody that wants to come to church with me today? Won't you come to church with me today? All that still has to be fought before they came to church. All that we made all that late because the people had to be on them to come to church. Brothers and sisters, these things are real. You are closing up your heavens, but you don't know. Heaven is coming to you, and you you are shifting yourself away. Heaven says, "I know. I start to bless. Hey, 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 I'm shifting myself away. From today, shift yourself back." I said, shift yourself back. I said, shift yourself back. He said, the harvest are white. The fruits are ripe for harvest. Verse 36. And he that harvested, he that reaps receives what? Wages. Wages are payment. God pays so willing. I said, God pays so willing. So willing are on the payroll of God. Are on the payroll of God. Then you know payroll, right? Payroll of God. Hallelujah. When you become a soul winner, God puts your name on the payroll. And the more you get involved in soul winning, he will promote you. At first, he will give you $100 worth of pay oh, every week. And then he saw that you are being faithful. At time comes, he promotes you from $100 and takes you to $1,000. As you continue being faithful in soul winning, he moves you from $1,000 to $10,000. But some people will live and die as Christians and will never pay, take any salary from God. Why? Because they are not doing the work that has been assigned. God doesn't waste his resources. 
that will give the peace freely to you when you have not done anything just like that. The Holy Spirit will give you the, the salvation and a few little, little blessings. But the real heavy blessings that bring promotion and honor. Listen, anybody who is not faithful, especially in the area of soul winning, cannot, honor, cannot receive honor from God. Cannot even handle honor from God. Because you don't have value for the kingdom and the things that are important to the house of God. So heaven cannot honor you. When heaven honors you, one, you will not know. Two, you waste it. You will not know because you are not doing anything about it. And you waste it because you did not even you will not even know that it is a reward. There are rewards and there are gifts. Gifts are given freely. Rewards are endless. And it is rewards that go into eternity. Gifts are often temporary. Study the Bible. He wants to reward somebody. Your heavens are open. I say your heavens are open. Be a soul winner. Connect somebody to the church. Because through you, somebody should be connected to the house of God. Ah, can I ask you a question? Please, can I ask you a question? Who are you going to heaven with? Who is going to heaven because of you? Who is going to heaven because of you? One and all cost for him. One and them. Who is going to heaven? <laughs> and let me, at this morning, I'm fasting. I've not eaten my food. That's why. Glory to Jesus Christ. Please listen. Maybe even I end the message here, I'm okay. Who is going to heaven because of you? Kabe, Kabe, who is going to heaven because of you? Going and coming, going and coming. Who is going to heaven because of you? Can I ask somebody beside you? So, here I'll tell you, Chai. Why not cause no him and now we do anything to you? You didn't hear the thing that I say, I think it's true. Huh? If you don't want to ask anybody, you almost true answer, no? They are, hey! Some of you, God has given you a big opportunity to make saying many people, if you're a teacher over here, God has given you a big opportunity to bring many people to God. If you're an Uber driver, God has given you a big opportunity. If you're a truck driver, God has given you a lot of, if you're a hairdresser, because you meet people every day. You meet people every day. In fact, one of the most anti- and so winning Western office work. Or uh, maybe an accountant. Or an auditor. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to bring it close to the Vodafone calendar. <laughs> because you the idea we need your laptop and numbers. Graphic design. And to so winning work. And the whole day I was looking for opportunity. That's a big opportunity to me. So, Glory to Jesus. Who are you going to heaven with? One hundred and four are trying to Heaven, no, you're cool. In fact, I won't leave you behind you. We all go. But who are we going with? <laughs> Give a clap of praise to God. Let me finish this meeting. Glory to Jesus. So be a soul winner. He says that he that repent receives wages. He receives pay from the Lord. Number three, coming faithfully for Jesus despite opposition. One of the things that heaven loves is when, even, when people are insulting you, so you still say that, I love God. Many people are serving God because there's not been any problem. There's not been any problem. Nobody has insulted you because of your faith. Nobody has said, I'm going to sack you from this job because of your faith. Some of us, you know, go to work, we put our Bibles aside. I'm not even going to read your Bible in church. I mean the Bible inside you. You say that your Christianity is separated from your work. So Christianity is separated from your work. So nobody knows that you are a Christian. Because you know the culture that is at the rest of Listen, let your life be shine before all men. Stephen was going through accusations. And we were going to stone him to death. So you read that account, you are still preaching. You are still preaching. As he was preaching, ah, and they started stoning him. That Jesus ah, said, ah, in the midst of that situation, he said, ah, my eyes are open. The heavens are open. 